us loving each other so that we can help each other up and out of our storms together. Join me on this study of John, and I'm excited today to start this love goal series. I hope it blesses you as much as it has already blessed me. Um, Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow, and we are in John chapter two today. I'm so excited. Can you guys tell? Yes. Yes. Okay. So John chapter two, verse one, Jesus changes water into wine. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Then the wine was gone. Jesus's mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. I mean, can you imagine Jesus just sitting there? You ever lose anything like something is just lost, like it's gone. But the only person that can restore it is Jesus. Oh, I got that revelation when I read this verse and I was like, yes, that's exactly it. Because there's so many times I feel like we have lost our hope. Have you lost your hope? Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Are you looking for something else to fill it when it's all gone? Because Jesus, it was all gone. They were empty. They had nothing left. And Jesus came and filled it. It says his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. I think it's really that simple. We just need to do whatever Jesus tells us to do. Just like in the few episodes ago, when Peter was asking Jesus, what about John? And Jesus said, you do whatever I tell you to do. Jesus will restore our hope. He will restore our health. He will restore our loss. Anything that has been stolen from us by the enemy, Jesus will restore it. He will restore it to you. And it will be amazing. He says, he goes on and it says, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Ooh, you know that was heavy. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Don't you know that Jesus will fill you to the top and make it overflow? He will overflow your joy, your confidence, your hope. The Lord will overflow you. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have been have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. You know, won't Jesus do that sometimes just save the best until after everything is gone and it's been restored back to you? You're like, 
you know, I understand now why I had to go through that, Lord, because God will always use things that have been torn down from us. God will use that to restore us and he will use it for our good. What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around for good. And that makes me think about this story that I was listening to today. It was a 2020 story, and it was about these three girls that were kidnapped. Now, some of the details are a little gruesome. So if you're not into uh, 2020 stories, some of them can be really sad. I have to be honest, I did cry a lot during the story because I remember it happening. Um, I was real young, I think my early 20s, whenever these girls were kidnapped and uh, when they got freed. And so I was like probably their age when they got kidnapped, honestly. And so it's just like um, very sad to think about. And I was like watching it and now they're free. They're, They're survivors. But what the enemy tried to do, tried to hold them down in that bondage, try to make them stay scared. They didn't want to leave their house after, you know, something like that had happened. They were they were free, but they were still feeling like prisoners even. But now they are restored. God restored them and they are they have foundations and they're helping others. They're helping other people that have been kidnapped or sex trafficked or stuff like that. Like they are. You, God is using what the enemy tried to use to destroy them for his glory. He's saying, no, I'm going to, not only am I going to restore these girls, but they will also go out into the world and they will be able to change the world and bring people to the kingdom of God because they're seeing the love that they have. One of the girls was like, you know, that was the only thing I had to hold on to was my hope, was my hope. Sometimes it's like we just don't want to lose our hope because our hope is in Christ Jesus. We don't put our hope in man, but we put it in Christ. Amen? Amen. Okay, so now John 2 verse 11. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for another few days. So Jesus clears the temple courts. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and others sitting at the tables exchanging money. Ooh. So he had a whip of cords. And drove all the temple and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins on the money changers and overturned their tables. Jesus flipped over the tables, y'all. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for my house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us? to prove your authority to do all this. Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. You know, I started asking the Lord about that verse a little bit because I was like, you know, I go to a church where where they sell t-shirts and they sell, you know, other things like that. And it was almost instant. The Lord was like, well, they're selling things that are in the church that are glorifying God. 
versus these people were selling items at the church to put money into their own pocket. Like these were individual people setting up market and then it was instant. And I thought of this one person that had came up to me at church. I didn't know them, but they came up to me and it was almost like a nonchalant kind of a meeting. Maybe this has happened to you. Maybe it it only happens to me. People come up to me all the time. It's really random, but they do. And, um, she was like, Oh, hi, you know, starts talking to me. And then at the end, she ends up giving me her business card. And, um, she was like a Mary Kay consultant. And I kind of was offended. Honestly, I'm not going to lie about it. I was kind of like, why I'm in church. Like, why would she think that it's okay to try and get me to like purchase her product or whatever it is while I'm in church. Like we're not friends. I've never met this girl. And I'm like, I hope she's not doing this to other people. Well, turns out she was doing that to other people. And I was thinking, Oh my goodness. Like that's kind of sad because she seemed like a really cool girl. Like we could probably actually be friends in real life if she just like chill out. But it was like, it just seems like, you know, those salespeople that just come and they're like constantly like trying to sell you stuff. Don't be that person in church. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Do not do it. Do not go to church and try to fill your pocket with other stuff that's going on with your business or whatever it is. It's okay that we're all, we all have businesses or we're all trying to earn extra cash or whatever it is. But it's different if it's like your friends or people that you know, or even Bible college, you know, people ask you, you know, if someone asks me what I'm doing, I'll tell them, but I'm not going to just go up to them and say, Hey, guess what? Oh my gosh. Guess what? Guess what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just let God be glorified and then just live my life. You know, I don't want to have to answer for something like that later. That would, whoo, that I, I would not last. I'd be like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Woo, Jesus help us all. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not trust himself to them. Jesus didn't trust them, y'all, for he knew all people. Wow. He did not need any testimony about mankind. He said, I don't even need to, y'all to tell me about yourselves. I know everything for he knew what was in each people. Yes. Yes, he did. He knew what was in each people. I think this verse is really saying to us that we should trust Jesus and Jesus will tell us about other people if we are to stay away from them. But what I really think Jesus wants us to do is to just love them. Honestly, I think that God will work it all out. And he made a way for everyone to make it if they would just repent and believe in Jesus Christ, because he is the only way. I do believe that. And I just think that we have to just love each other. We just have to remind ourselves that if we're not loving ourselves and we're not loving each other well, and the Lord led me to this Bible verse, I'm going to read it to you guys really fast. After all. No one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, 
just as Christ does the church. Ephesians 5, 29. And I don't think that's just like natural food, food that we eat. I think it's about spending time in his word, feeding ourselves the word of God. And I think it's important that we just stay in the word of God, be kind to ourselves and to be kind to others. The Lord also led me to another verse. It's Luke 16, 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. And I was led to that Bible verse because I had to think for a minute. I said, Lord, you said in your word that you didn't trust them, but Jesus didn't trust them. He didn't trust the mankind. He didn't trust people. And I was thinking, well, how can you trust me? And the Lord led me to this Bible verse. And that's how the Lord will speak to you. Most of the time, for me, it's either through my dreams or it's through the word of God. That's how he speaks to me. And he'll lead me to a Bible verse. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And sometimes if I don't understand that verse, I'll just have to just continue to think about it and pray about it and just ask the Lord to help me understand it. And then I'll be put in a situation where it's just obvious. And I'm like, I get it now. Because sometimes we have to live it. We have to see it to understand it. And and it's hard when we go through certain things where we feel like we've lost a lot in our lives. But just remember that when you go through something in your life, it builds character. You're building up so much more in your mind and in your spirit than you think you realize you're so much stronger than you think you are. I would rather go through certain things in my life and be a strong person in Christ Jesus than to not go through anything and be a weak person in Christ Jesus. Cause I've been both. Honestly, I have, I've been the person where people will ask me, how are you doing? And I'm like, I just can't get through the day. And, um, and then it was like the Lord just really worked with me and he just was so patient and he didn't go any faster than what I wanted to go. And I think that's very important that you understand what I just said, that your faith, that your walk with Christ Jesus, it depends on you. Jesus moves when you move. When you go, he goes. He's always there with you. But I'm saying when you put your faith in action, Jesus moves right along with it. Because what I do is if someone is asking me to pray for them and I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And I pray and I say, Lord, it's all on your hands now. When I'm done, I just live, it's all on you, Lord. And the Lord shows up for them because they need their hope restored. They need something that I can't give them. I can give them love and the love of Jesus. Just like Peter and John in Acts chapter three, verse six, they talk about this lame man that was begging. And Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Sometimes it's so important for us that we just walk. We just walk. Just like when we were talking about running with a purpose, we just walk if we have to. It's okay to walk with God. We are still running our race because 
baby steps still move us forward. We're still moving. We're still going. We haven't stopped yet. We're not giving up. We're just going to go. We're just going to rest for a little bit, but we're still going to walk. So you just keep on walking. You keep on going. Don't give up. It's all going to work out. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me today on another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I pray that everyone will just stay strong in the Lord, that the Lord will just continue to bless us throughout the day, and that we will just be stronger in our faith, and that we will continue to love ourselves, love each other, and love God more. All right. Jesus name. Amen. Have a good day. Be blessed.